Welcome to the Inner Space Theory with your host, Joshua Marino, and this is episode six. I call this one Scaling Dimensions. So you can see that this one's going to get a little spacey. Um, it's going to be a little bit nerdy, I guess you could say, uh, but other than that, it's pretty informational and it's going to provoke some thoughts and um, I hope you guys uh, are in for the ride because I'm going to give a lot of details and it's, I guess, in my best knowledge and my best advice is uh, if anyone has any questions, concerns, and even complaints about anything, just look it up. I'm not your teacher. Time travel. Is it possible? Other dimensions. If they're there, how do we get there? If we can travel easily through space, how do we do it? I mean, if we stay alive long enough, then I mean, we'll be able to do it. I mean, you know, World War Three isn't here yet, so we still have that opportunity of doing that. But you never know. Um, there's a lot of other theories uh, in quote unquote different dimensions where other people were like, well, the Cold War went this way and then we ended the world because we went to you know, we went to nuke it out with Russia and immediately apocalypticized everything. But I mean, that's all theory. That's all speculations. That's all what people think and believe and yada, yada, yada. But we are still here to this day in this retarded year. 2020 sucks. Absolutely sucks. But I'm not here to talk about that. Here to talk about space. Like I said, this is probably going to be one of the nerdier um, <laughs> episodes. But if you want to listen, that's really truly up to you. But to get right on into it, um, one of the theories of actual space travel is the manipulation of gravity. I'm pretty sure I've talked to a couple of people about this before. And I've, I've explained the theory on how gravity basically is a strong is the strongest power source or energy source in the entire universe i mean the moon is right there every night right the only reason why it's there is due to the earth's gravity so the only reason why we're even still here in orbit is because of the sun's gravity and so on and so forth you can scale it out however you feel but um one of the examples i think um and I came across this completely by accident. It was on Netflix. I decided to watch it. It was really weird, but honestly, it it, it tied together some previous thoughts that I had, and it, it gave me further questioning as well. And it was called The Extraordinary Case of Stan Romanek. This guy had claimed he you know, got abducted by aliens and stuff like that, but he had, he had footage, dude. He had footage like... Um, Cameras around his house and everything. It was like damn near extraterrestrial paranormal activity. That's how this guy was. But there was one specific moment to me that there was one defining moment that let me know that this was kind of true. Like there was no way this dude could be lying about this because I was like, come on, man. Um, he witnessed something happen outside of his house. It was a big old light. It flashed and he, he went back and saw it. And he was like, what? Whoa, what was that? And um the next day, he noticed, he was like, wait, hold on. There's like a, it was like soot. If ever, if anybody's, you know, if you know what soot is, it's, it's when you light a flame and the 
gases basically uh, start to make a thin layer on the wall of like it kind of like dust it's like a it's like dust pretty much but he's seen that and it was right there where he saw the light by the camera and it was shaped like a cone so he was like wait hold on it looks like somebody like blasted right there i don't know like teleported or something like that you know and the very next day his siding was getting replaced that whole side of the house was getting replaced and he was like i didn't authorize this i didn't call the landlord or anything like that and when he called his landlord his landlord is all the way in orlando florida this guy is in colorado and he's walking around these people that are you know avidly changing the siding and they are dodging his camera they're not answering him they're walking past him pushing him and everything you know just brush past him like bullies in high school you know and just like completely ignoring the man like they're just changing the siding and he called the state and the state didn't know who they were yada yada yada, you know big old conspiracy and stuff like that so when i saw that i was like whoa i don't like come on dog that that would be super duper dumb elaborate to really like try to do and you know that's just that's just too much just doing too much (sighs) but um besides that own tangible evidence of me seeing all that and hearing all that and taking that whole little documentary and um the one thing another thing that 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 uh really stood out to me was um and and to other because this this is you know like i said it's a documentary they actually had other physicists and, and scientists and even biologists on this documentary that looked at what this guy wrote down what he said and what he experienced and stuff so i mean you know they had legitimate fact checkers there and um one of the main things that stood out to me was when he said he was abducted and came back one day and like this guy didn't even go to college didn't go to college he didn't really have like a fancy education went to public school he was kind of stupid he was, he was really mid the dude was mid like as a human being he's super mid so <laughs> like dumb mid you know but um <sighs> this guy comes out of nowhere and just starts spewing out equations numerous equations equations that he didn't even know existed at all like dude didn't like i said he has a very mid you know (laughs) education so how in the world is this guy spitting out world-renowned equations for space flight and taking it and multiplying it by a thousand referencing what i said before this was a uh equation I don't remember the scientist's name, but they uh, theorized it years ago and they were like, wait, why don't we use gravity? Why don't we think about gravity? You know, and so his equation was uh, brought up and Stan multiplied it by a thousand. And when another physicist double checked that, he basically said that um, Stan just said that space flight is possible if you use gravity if you manipulate gravity um just a piece of um information you can look it up if you want it's up to you like i said i'm not your teacher but theoretically speaking time slows down when you get closer to the sun or any mass that has great gravity and what i mean by that and how I can correlate that to this is that 
Gravity manipulation can help us travel to the, through space at the speed of light or faster. And the thing about that is it just sounds better than just saying, hey, we're just going to make bigger rockets. We're going to make more fire and do all that. And like, that's damn stupid. Like, yeah, you can add rockets and stuff when you want to go slower. But manipulating gravity is the one thing that's going to get you there. Um, and when you look at it like that, the planets, the gas giants, those suns, those stars have so much gravity that it literally pulls. You know, I, I don't know if, you, if anybody's truly aware or, you know, has ever watched Star Trek or Star Wars. Um, and even, even, you know, Gardens of Galaxy and stuff like that. Whenever they travel through space really fast or they, you know, jump, quote unquote, through space, you've never seen them jump onto a planet. They don't just teleport there. Like that's, you know, when they have a big old ship and stuff, when they have mass, when they have mass, like, you know, people and, you know, machines and equipment and such and such, they can't do that because that's messing with gravity because they're traveling by gravity. And when you have a strong gravitational pull like that, you can't just pull up to a planet like that because then you will warp everything. You'll probably explode, probably rip open a black hole, and then everybody's just gone kibbutz, just like that. So looking at it from that perspective, you come to realize that, and well, in my opinion, you know, I mean, this is what I came to realize, but uh, in space, space, space is infinite. The universe is infinite. It's, it's constantly growing. Just keep going, expanding, expanding, expanding. Um, there's no such thing as distance. Nobody's going to ask, well, how far is it? Well, you don't really know because it just keeps flying. Majority of things in space are still moving. You tend to relate everything to time. You relate it all to time, and that's why you have light years you have light years measuring distance, but referencing time. So that should kind of give you a peek in what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at, you know. Um, and to kind of give a little bit, because I do have um, other nerdy factors that will come up after this. But this is, like I said, this is, this is pretty much like a whole thesis and stuff. But with, I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys. Um, the sun basically is so powerful and so strong and so just an ominous force of gravity that it's pulling so hard that it will slow you down. If you, if you get if you get my drift, that's, that's what I mean by like gravity is the strongest force around because... You can't just go through that. You can't just power through gravity. I mean, you see how we fight to just get up into the air. So imagine if there's this big old just ball of gravity. Of course, it's manipulating time. Because like I said, you know, there's no such thing as distance because gravity is manipulating the distance that it takes to get to places. Because everything's still moving because it's just all pulling and moving in all these other different directions. So time gets arbitrary to a certain degree when you get into such a strong field of gravitational pull. Now, 
I know it sounds like I'm spewing a whole lot of scientific stuff, and I guarantee you I am not qualified to talk about this at all. <laughs> but these are my theories. These are, you know, things that I've researched and fact-checked my own self, and yada, 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 and all this other stuff. Um, but uh, another thing is, you know, because this, this kind of slides into it, it's, it's time travel, you know, because technically speaking, you know, like when you travel in space, like I said, distance is not a thing. We're worrying about time. So you're time traveling. Once we are able to actually use gravity as our own power source, our main power source, and we're able to fly ourselves through space, because think about it. Imagine just like, okay, picture picture it with me. Try your best to picture it with me of you standing there and you have a little, you know, well, I guess you can use your phone. You have your phone and you, have, you pull out an app that's the gravity app and you change the direction of the gravity, your gravitational force, basically, around you. You don't have to move. Gravity moves you at whatever intensity that you want to give it. There's no other force out there like that where it genuinely is just unseen and it just moves, you know? Isn't that like, you know, I mean, that's how most people picture God. You know it's a force. You know it's there, but you can't see him. You're never going to see him. You're never going to know that he's really, really there. So gravity is just like that. You'll never see gravity. Ever. But you'll feel it. I mean, I'm sitting down on a, on a carpet right now, and I know I'm still here because of gravity. I'm, I'm, if I jump up right there, if, if I just jump up right now, I mean, I'm coming right back down. But that's how strong gravity is. So when we travel quote-unquote, if we get to travel through space with gravity manipulation, we will technically be time-traveling because, like I said, we will go faster than the speed of light. Going faster than the speed of sound is one thing because you could still see those things, Um, but when you go faster than the speed of light, how could anyone see you if there's no light reflecting, reflecting, and bouncing, bouncing off of you. You get my drift? Light is the fastest thing in the whole universe. And if matter, if matter itself, us human beings, our belongings, our little dogs, cats, our big old ship, can go faster than the speed of light, then technically speaking, wouldn't we just disappear? Referencing Star Wars, Star Trek, and all those other sci-fi uh, places or movies or whatever. That's what that is. That's exactly what that is. That's exactly what I'm explaining, is that we're going to be time traveling. We'll, we will have the ability to move our matter so fast that you're not traveling a distance. You're traveling in time. Because, you, you I mean, imagine this. Like, I, I'm... Let's try to scale it down a bit. Um, like I said, again, you pull out your phone, you have a gravity gravity app. Um, you're moving by gravity, so you wouldn't need a plane. You wouldn't need a car. You wouldn't need a train. You would just point in a direction and go. There's no distance with that. Like, you think it's a distance because you have a tangible, you know, point A to point B. But time is technically manipulated because... You, you don't have miles per hour. You don't, you don't have kilometers per hour judging how fast you really are going. 
you're just going. So bringing it back to scale, how we are in a ship and yada, yada, yada. That big old ship is going to basically, you know, go into this vector of energy, just going straight through and then jump out of it because it's going faster than, you know, light. Like I said, speed of light and it jumps out of it and it kind of goes into this energy purgatory i guess you could say it's still moving it's still moving in that direction that 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 vector that it's going that direction of energy it's going but it's moving so fast that there's no light around it because the light is not fast enough to keep up with it so you kind of rip a hole in the universe for a quick second because nothing can see you this isn't like camo where you have certain colors that just match up with certain colors or it's a reflection of what you see. No, this is literally you going faster than a speed of light. You're moving you're, and, and, and nobody can see you. So imagine if you can move as fast as the speed of light and then <laughs> and then you can do the american way out and have your power thrusters and stuff like that and have your big old jets you know and add more physical push in there which i think is just stupid but i mean if we get to that point you know they're gonna be there's gonna be that one hard line guy well you know what i know we have gravity and stuff but can we like put a rocket on that thing so i know somebody's gonna do it I'd advocate for it, though. I mean, a rocket in space sounds cool. So why not? Um, so. So since that basically is time travel. Um, what about dimensions? What about, you know, the possibility of jumping like that? And then all of a sudden being in a different time zone, being in a different you know, space-time continuum, basically. Now, this is sounding all nerdy and sci-fi. So like I said, you can tune down if you want to. It's, it's, it's really up to you. But if you move that fast, who's to say that you don't end up in a different dimension with different choices? Because is this really the only reality we have? Really? This is it? The choices you make every single day, those are the only ones that you've ever made? And that there wasn't a different disposition that you've had and that you made a different decision. I firmly believe that there are other dimensions because I think in other lives and other places of my own, I guess, existence that. Nah, I, I did something different like today. I just went and brushed my teeth. Well, there's probably another dimension where I didn't. And all I did was floss. And that changed the outcome and yada, yada, yada. Um, everything else i mean there's there's another there's probably another dimension where um donald trump didn't get elected by you know get, didn't get elected that the electoral college didn't mess us over like that and so on so forth there there wasn't a war one there wasn't a war two we had different decision making going on so what is a real dimension this is it this is really it I don't think so. I don't think this is the only reality, personally. The butterfly effect. 
In chaos theory, the butterfly effect is a sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state of a deterministic nonlinear system can result in large differences in a later state. Basically, a very small change in initial conditions had created a very significantly later change. Basically, that's about it. Now, string theory. In physics, string theory is a theoretical framework in which the point-like particles of a particle of particle physics are replaced by one-dimensional objects called strings. It describes how these strings propagate through space and interact with each other. On distant scales larger than the string scale, a string looks just like an ordinary particle with its mass charge and other properties determined by the vibrational state of the string. In string theory, one of the many vibrational states of the string corresponds to the graviton, a quantum mechanical particle that carries gravitational force. Thus, string theory is a theory of quantum gravity. And string theory simplified pretty much is um, uh, these are the known forces in the universe, gravity, electromagnetism, weak nuclear force, and strong nuclear force. All of these particles pull the universe in a semi-uniform way, affecting every inch of the universe. Nuclear forces are basically just, you know, the sun, you know, like you know, flames and gases and stuff like that. Um, so... That's uh, the really nerdy part of it, but um, I guess I'll tear into how this actually even makes sense or how it correlates. The string theory is basically what I was saying about the sun and its gravity and how technically it slows down time because gravity, you can't see it. Like I just said, gravity is one of the you know most powerful forces in the known universe. And you can't see it, but it's there. It's, it's very vividly there. So it is one of those strings that are pulling and constantly pulling and tugging and shaking and vibrating throughout the entire universe. So when you sit there and think that, you know, the sun ain't doing nothing. No, the sun is doing something all the time, all the time. And all the little stars around it are all doing the same thing. And we're all on this big old moving energy state. I don't want to call it a bowl. I don't want to call it the sea, uh, basically. But I mean, if you look at it like the sea, then basically, yeah, that's what it is. I don't like the I don't like that comparison though. It just it just sounds too basic. But uh, we're just <laughs> one big energy thing moving around. <laughs> um, so, like I said, in theory. In theory, that's what it's supposed to be, and that's what it is, and that's what's going on right now. And then the butterfly effect is, I mean, one little thing happens, and then, boom, a bigger thing happens. Like I said before in uh, my previous podcast, um, you have you wouldn't have had World War you know, two if World War One didn't happen, and if Gavrilo Princip hadn't shot the Archduke, then, you know... World War II wouldn't have happened. It's it's a string. It's it's just one little happening, and then boom, 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 boom. The dominoes start falling, and then one gets tripped up, and then bow, something happens. So, to kind of wrap it all up with you guys, that's pretty much it. Um, 
this I, I like I, I'm trying to find other ways to really explain it to you guys, but um, that's about it, man. You have these forces in the universe that are working their own ways, like God, pretty much. Um, and the string theory one—that's the one that actually like gets me kind of excited about it because it's kind of, you know. It backs me up in a sense when it comes to uh, thinking about how uh, the sun has its own gravity and it slows down time. It just really lets you know how strong the universe really, really is and how godlike it really, really is. Um, and then the butterfly effect, I mean, pretty much, I mean, we're looking at um, the last thing I said and that was just like, you know, if we stay alive long enough, pretty much, if we stay alive long enough, if, you know, certain people make small enough decisions, if certain people look in the mirror and just say, you know what, let's do it for the betterment of humanity. And then butterfly effect comes into effect and we have a better outcome of our own society. And we're able to get these technological advances and we're able to travel through space and even time and other dimensions. Um, so that's about it, man. Um, I really just needed a scientific uh, explanation for what I've been saying, because I'm not going to just sit here and just talk to you guys about stuff that I'm not even, you know, I trained on, you know. But like I said, I do my research. And if anybody has any other questions or if you want to expand the conversation and if you have something to add you can definitely let me know and um thank you guys so the actual last part is um something that i wanted to toss up to you guys and i know i said i was gonna wrap it up i'm kind of doing the same thing i usually do i'm like oh wrap it up but then i have this other thing to say but this is the last thing, um, and it does it does correlate in a sense. Um, but scales, how things are scaled or determined or numerical and such and such like that. Um, the first thing I wanted to point out is um, you ever just kind of thought about how things are just ran by numbers, though? how everything is numerical um how basically computers are programmed by using just ones and zeros practically and that's you know technological numbers but then you have human beings well <sighs> we've run on numbers too because if you can have one extra chromosome well we all know what happens then if you have one less of a body part, well, then you're one less of a body part. It's still a number. There's still a perfect number for the perfect biological human being. Now, I'm not saying that I'm that or anybody is. Nobody is really, but we'll, we'll see, apparently. But most religious people would say it's God, you know, but is he really, really biological? Mm, think about that. But it's neither here nor there. But um, in the Matrix... Um, to reference one of, one of the greatest movies ever even made, one of the greatest actors ever, you know, The Matrix, it was just like that. It was all numbers. It was all 
numbers, man. And when you realize how the numbers broke down from the computers and into real life and how the computers made real life simply through numbers, you know, it's kind of kind of scary. It's kind of scary when you think about it, you know, because I don't know if anybody's ever been, you know, thought of or somebody's been told about the theory that we live in a simulation. It would make sense. It would definitely make sense because, like I just said, you have these technological numbers that make things perfect, that make them a better computer, and then we have biological numbers that make us better, sustainable life forms on this planet. Life forms to the point of one's got cancer, one's a powerful athlete who can run for miles on miles on miles on end. You have other people who get sunburned. You have other people who don't so on and so forth. People that are susceptible to alcoholism, some people aren't. Some people can't handle the drinks, but it's all numbers. It's all biological numbers that allow you to behave that way and experience life in the way that you do because it's all numbers and scales. Um, And a quick little jump to something would be basically, you know, isn't it just funny like when we when we really really scale it up how your problem isn't really your problem until the numbers go up then it's everybody's problem and then it's a problem because i mean we we scale we can scale that at any at any at any problem in the world any of them <sighs> should i go with the easiest and most common one we can talk about race. We can talk about hunger. We can talk about uh, financial privilege. We can talk about um, literacy privilege, educational privileges, and such and such like that. It's all numbers, guys, because when it doesn't happen to enough people, it doesn't matter. And especially when it doesn't happen to the right people. So I'm really just, that was just a short little spew on. Um, scales and uh, reminding everyone on how insignificantly significant your life really is because when you kind of look at it in retrospect you have many worlds living amongst you we've got like this bug world then you've got this world of small animals bigger animals us that breaks into like our society breaks into neighborhoods it goes in like towns and it's like cities major cities we're going into states and then we're going into countries and then we're going into continents and then boom we're at earth and then we don't even stop there we have planets we have a solar system the universe galaxies and such and such and such and such and such so scale out your problems, honestly, because I don't know, man, it could be worse, could very much so be worse than that. And honestly, that's probably the most insensitive thing you could say to somebody who's going through something. But when I look at it, that's what I do. I just kind of scale it like, you know, well, 10 times out of 10, there's people with the same problems and such and such like that. It's the universe, man. It's all the universe. Everything just happens. 
you know. So the best thing is really just to find your peace within this chaos, you know. Find find that chaotic peace, man. Because it's gonna scale up to the point where uh, your number your numbers are not gonna be in your favor because everybody's days are numbered. It's all numbers, and the best way we can do this is by surviving to the day that us as a human race have the technology to break down those numbers and then go space travel and then do all these things godlike and that we can actually control things but we'll see we will see maybe in another dimension that happened like i said before but this dimension it sucks i'll just say that now signing off y'all have a good day Arrogant, having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. Eh, it kind of sounds like America or a lot of people in America, a lot of Americans, honestly, a lot of that uh, same mentality. Um, but to get on a tour, this is episode seven of the Inner Space Theory with your host, Joshua Marino. And uh, today we're going to talk about American arrogance. I love that title. Um, if you're my friend, you know me, I love alliteration. So, so that's perfect. But, uh, let's go get head into it.